0: This is Keith, so happy to welcome you back to the episode number two of our live podcast with Zetor, our alien friend, and also my dear nephew Ryan. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm
1: doing well, thanks, Onk. How you doing?
0: I couldn't be better, actually. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Yes. Happy Wednesday to you, too.
1: Happy light and love.
0: Beautiful day here. As far as yeah. weather-wise, it's great.
1: The sun was out today. We're here in Denver, Colorado. Right. And it was absolutely gorgeous afternoon.
0: Perfect. And also, there's not only the sunshine, but the prosperity that we live in, the nonviolence, the prosperity. Everything about our lives is just in sync and perfect for us. Now, we already did our first episode. This is number two for Tour, Keith, Ryan, and friends, and... Thank you so much for the amazing response and success that we've had for this podcast. It is overwhelming. So grateful. I have such a a good feeling within myself because it has reached so many people so quickly in just a little over a week. So thank you again.
1: Yes. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate
0: all the love. Absolutely. And please, if you like it, if you like what we're doing here, it would be so incredibly, uh, we would be so grateful to you if you could Post it on your social media, if you text it to people, if you could share it with friends. Because, you know, we're just doing this to bring kind of a a message of hope and light, our perspective. Zitor comes in, he helps us out. So it's a universal law and universal principles is what we're going to be talking about tonight. So have you ever heard of universal laws and principles, Ryan?
1: You know what? I'm not familiar. No, I'll be honest. I guess... Kind of, I guess you would think like, you know, universal laws would be like laws that everybody, I guess, in the universe should follow, I That's guess. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and it's
0: it's not as complicated as you might think. In okay. actuality, universal laws, it's it's kind of like math. Math works. In other words, there's got to be some kind of law of like if you're going to build a building, every building all over the world is built with a universal law because there's gravity, there's wind, there's all sorts of things. Well, if you... Taken at a deeper level, as far as universal laws, it is the universal laws that the Creator creates all things in. And that would be every part of life. So since like uh-huh. we are life, we are created from a creator or from the divine. so it is using universal laws, universal creation. I'll give you kind of an example of this. You know, we come to this world and there seems to be this argument about the creator or God and all those things. I'm not going to get into that. But if you look at, like, some people ascribe to this philosophy that we just all of a sudden, poof, we're existent, And that's their belief and I respect that. There's other people that say, hey, well, there's this evolution and we're evolving and we're growing and it's, uh, you know, it's science and it's evolution. Hey, I, you know, great. If that's what you believe, that's so forth. Great. But how about this? How about... If the divine creator created through evolution. In other words, both are correct. In other words, Uh the creator is creating, bringing light and life into the physical world and is using the tool of evolution to create that. So we're always in motion, always in, in growth. So we as human beings have evolved and changed. We are growing. We are also part of the whole as far as on the planet. And we relate to all species we relate to we breathe in air, so does all animals, and so we interconnect with all things. We also interconnect with all that is beyond this planet, beyond the universe. Every everything that there is is a part of the whole creation, which is of light, which is of love. I don't want to get too okay. complicated here. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. But, you know, I like to keep it in simple, you know, terms because you can get into all sorts of spiritual truths but you know then you do have to go to the park and have a picnic you do have to have a laugh you know you do have to live your life as a human being you know you can have all these spiritual lofty ideas and your kid gets the flu and you have to stay up while it throws up on you i get that i do all right but as zetor he explains things in a certain way which i like his perspective and that's what i like so there's My perspective, Keith. There's your perspective, Ryan. And we have these unique perspectives. There's Zetor. He's from a completely different galaxy. And I've got a real treat for you tonight. Okay. And through Zetor, I met this spiritual being, and his name is Sage. And Sage is different from Zetor in many ways. He's different as far as from a different galaxy. He doesn't actually have a body. He's very golden, light. He's a beautiful being, and, and he is going to also contribute to this podcast tonight but and yeah. I, I could explain it but I think I'm gonna let Ztorx my if you know if you don't mind
1: okay no absolutely
0: all right so why don't we let Ztor and let me see Tor, are you here Ztour um yeah let's okay. There. <laughs>
2: drinking, this amazing being comes up to me and starts talking. And he says, oh, hi, my name is Sergei. And he's beautiful. No, yeah, he's just beautiful. I mean, John yeah, Maywell just like beautiful like Ryan. But see, the difference is Ryan has like this physical body. And he's like this ladies man. Everybody's like after him because he's got this like Hispanic thing going on. Everybody likes him. And he's just more gorgeous. <gasps> but Sage, not so much because Sage doesn't have a physical body. So Sage comes up, and we start talking about what we're doing, what we think, and what and so forth, and what we've been doing in our past, and so forth. So Sage, like me, travels all over the universes, everywhere, and we gather information. And now, you know, we do it, we say, oh, like, it's, uh, we're doing it because it's purposeful, and we do it because, um, you know, we're, like, studying, and it's like a mission, and we do all these things, that's what we say. But actually, the reason we do it is because it is so much fun, huh? It's like traveling, just like you, human earthlings, who travel all over that world and you do all these different things. And some of you, that go it for work and you like write it off on business expenses. That's what Sage and I do. We travel and we see and we seek and we have lots of fun and we kind of report back. So, like I said, hey. Have you ever heard, Sage, have you ever heard of this place? It's kind of like in the Milky Way galaxy, and it's this blue planet, and it's called Earth. Have you ever seen it or been there? Because there's these inhabitants there, and they're evolving, and they're calling themselves human beings. And have you ever been there because they're an incredibly interesting species? And he said, as a matter of fact, I have. That's okay. he said. I have been there. And it's a very interesting place. It's amazing. And I said, well, there are these two amazing human beings named Keith and Ryan, and they have this podcast, and I could ask them if you could, like, guest star, or if you could, like, come and be maybe a permanent part of the podcast show. And he said, without a hesitation I my head, he said, of course I would. Yes, of course. Uh-uh. Absolutely. So, just to give you a little background, like, I am Zitor, and I see the world as I see it, but Sage is this profound person. It's like, he looks at universal laws and spiritual truths, and and he views it in a way of that, it's not logic, it's just like, this is the way it works, and this is the way spiritual is, and it transcends through all things. So, I thought it would be fun to come into. Maybe, like, you know, have him here on the podcast. And so I asked Keith, and I asked Ryan, and they said, oh, my God, of course, sure, the more the merrier, all right? So Sage is here, and his spaceship, oh, my goodness, brand new, great, but it does have some problems with it. And so it's being repaired at the local... You uh, would give a ship, I think, because it has a lot of doing parts to it. So it is being fixed, and so he got an Airbnb, and he's coming over, and he's going to share his wisdom with us. So sit back, relax, and absorb
3: some of the... Greetings. I am C.
2: relax and absorb some of the amazing wisdom from my friend Sage. Alright, so get ready, get set and go.
3: Sage, I come to you today with my observation of life, life in and of itself. You see, I am Sage, and I too come from a different galaxy than you. I also come from a different galaxy than Zetor. As I have traversed through the galaxies upon galaxies that exist beyond the Milky Way galaxy, I notice that there is universal laws. Yes, the reason they're called universal laws is is because they are universally applicable to all life and all life forms, whatever stage of evolutionary development that it is going through. If you can picture galaxies upon galaxies, world upon worlds, developing and changing and consistently in motion, they do use the same principles. Now, in the human world, which is very loved and which is incredibly divine, You have the unique ability to somewhat go against the universal laws or the universal concepts. In other words, one of the universal concepts is love. You must create your life out of love. The true spiritual individual is the individual that the soul of the individual is grounded and seated in integrity. It is the foundation of the person by which you must build your spiritual life upon. Each individual spiritual life is very unique. One is very different from the other. One is not right and the other is wrong. It is just different. However, there is universal consistency in all that is created. There is consistency in you human beings and fellow earth creatures... You are all loved. There is also the creation of all vegetation and all other animal life, the aquatic life, the air, the earth itself. Though you do not see it, there is also life evolving even on the planet. The planet in and of herself is a living being. She, Mother Earth, is giving you your life. Even what is perceived by you as hard rocks is not without life there are atoms in those rocks that are motion and moving and then are also transforming at times they were molten lava and now they are rock they can also break down and become minerals that could actually become some physical body or even part of you in the future that's the way it works but I get a little ahead of myself I am sage I am here to help I am here to observe. I am here to give you universal laws that are applicable and easy to follow. Again, you do not have to be a rocket science, or you do not have to be an individual that is of great intellectual knowledge, for you are already on your journey. You see, the knowledge that you are seeking to attain spiritually is already with you spiritually. Yes, it is already a part of your life. You spend your life intellectually trying to come to conclusions and trying to intellectualize. You go to universities, you go to colleges to gain an intellectual degree so that qualifies you to be intellectual. Now, if I might pause for a moment, obviously, if you are a human being and if you are going to get on an airplane, perhaps you do want your pilot to go to aviation school and get a license to to pilot that plane. Perhaps if you are going to have surgery, you do want to have some kind of license or some kind of qualification from that surgery. I'm sorry, that surgeon, if he is going, if he or she is going to open you up and going to operate on you, I do understand that. But as far as everyone on this planet, seven and a half billion people, you also have wisdom inside of your soul. Yes, you have light inside of your soul, and that light comes in a sense of light codes. You can ignite those light codes within inside of you, and you have a download of information. Now, that is sounding somewhat incredibly far for some of you, but some of you are having an epiphany at this point. In other words, you are a spiritual being that started your physical world and your physical human life way before you became a physical human being. You are a spiritual being of light that is eternal, that has never been born and has never died. Your soul is energy. Energy is never created, it's never destroyed, it's just transformed. You have the gift in this life of being physical, and that is the reward of life. You see, many of you wait until you have this concept of, after you die, you are rewarded. You're placed in some kind of paradise or some kind of damnation forever, and that is simply not correct. Release that concept and know that you are light. Know that light is always motion and in motion and growing and expanding and changing, and so is your soul. You're always evolving. So, you have DNA, obviously. You have the essence of who you are. You have your knowledge. You have the ability to heal. So what are these light codes? Let me give you an example. You are of the creation of light. How you came into this world was there was a mother and a father, and there was a conception, a pregnancy, and then you. When your mother was pregnant with you, she did not use her intellect, nor did she use her mind to create you. She did not sit there and say, Oh, today is Tuesday, I must be sure and create my baby's little feet, or my baby will not have feet up. I forgot, so now my baby doesn't have feet. And next Sunday, I have to f- create my baby's little eyes. That is not the way it works. If you believed you were an intellect or a mind, that is how you would think creation came about. No, that isn't it. The way it works is it is come from your soul and from the divine, which is God, however you describe creation. As your mother was pregnant with you, it was her soul, your soul, and the soul that is your father co-creating life. That is one of your greatest gifts, is to procreate. You are a spiritual being that has the great gift to create physically in a world. That's magnificent. As you were pregnant, your mother's light codes were creating from your soul. This amazing being that is called you. You were being endowed. With all the physical attributes, all the DNA, all the genetic predispositions that you needed to come into this world and be you. Before you were born, spiritually, great consideration was taken into effect for you, your father, and you to make perfectly you. The circumstance, not just your physical body, but your emotional body, your intellectual body. The place where you'd be geographically born into everything that would make you for the divine purpose that you could then attract everything that you needed so you could have an experience of growth, your experiential wisdom so you could choose love over fear, and that you could attain this wisdom within inside your soul and grow and become who you are. That is how magnificent you are. So since you came into this world, you went through the veil of forgetfulness and you identified with that which is being told that you are by those around you, some of which is right on target. They're telling you you're a loving being of light. They're telling you that you are joy, happiness, that they wish you well. All those are correct. But there are those that want to pull you down or control you. Do not believe the deceived. Believe your heart and your soul and grow as a light being. As you begin to grow in your light being, you begin to expand and you are uniquely you. What I'm saying is you are as you think you are. Everything that you're experiencing at this particular time is because you have thought in the past. You are geographically located where you are because you moved there or you stayed there. You are with the people that you are with because you chose to be with them. Your life is reflecting back exactly how you perceive your life to be. There were choices you made whether it was last week or 20 years ago that has gotten you to this point in your life. You are on a spiritual journey and this is where you are at. If it is that you enjoy exactly what it is that you have, you have the perfect life, then I congratulate you. If it is that you are in a place where you do not like your life, then move it and change it. How do you do that? You can do it with thought, think your ideas, think who you are, think about where you're unhappy and release whatever is making you unhappy. Whether it's a person, a place, or a thing, release it if it does not work for you anymore. Grow from it. Now, I hear a lot in the human world of people saying it's a terrible place to live. It's hard. It's horrible. Oh, my God. It's terrible. The world's chaotic. It is not. Get over that. Also, it is in perfect harmony because it is in perfect balance, and it is created by a perfect creator of love. There is no disharmony. If you think the world is in chaos, it is your own chaos It needs to be addressed. Every human being on this planet thinks that they are correct. There are those that think, oh, those other people are insane. Those people that you think are insane also think you are insane as well. So get over projecting your issues outwardly, but change them internally with inside your heart. How do you do that? You do that with affirmations. One of the affirmations you can make is this. I am. Anything you say after the I am affirmation, you will become. I constantly say to myself, I am sage. I am love. I am light. I am joy. I am happiness. As I say that, the divine creator, that which is a universal law, intercedes and provides exactly what it is that I am. Now, if you think that you should change the world, then ask yourself, where is this chaos coming from? In other words, ask yourself a question of empowerment. Ask yourself the question, if everyone in this world was just like me, what kind of world would this be? In other words, you're creating your realm of existence. If it is beautiful, if it is loving, if it is kindness, then you are creating it. If it's disarray or difficult, you are creating it. There is no faultlessness. There is an evolution toward light. Now, I am sage, and I am so grateful and happy to be with you today. If my words bring truth to you, and you can enable yourself to grow in love and light, and you can change your world... That is my greatest my greatest prayer and gift to you. I am not here to preach or teach, I'm here to observe. Any words that you hear from me, if you can integrate them, use them, so be it. If you cannot, then disregard them, let them go. I want you to know that you are loved. I want you to know that you can change your life. Release any victim release any judgment you have, and choose to love yourself. I am Sage. Until the next time we speak, always be well.
0: So Ryan, that was my friend Sage that uh, Zetor introduced me to. Just think of it—like gotcha. three weeks ago, yeah. you had never met <laughs> an alien whatsoever, and now you have met two. That's <laughs> two. incredible. It's pretty crazy. I know. Yeah, it's, and I, you know, like about—I think it was around Thanksgiving. We were yeah. having a Thanksgiving dinner, and you said, "You know, Unc." I really wanna expand my social my social circle. And so, and, you know, being the good uncle, I now bam. absolutely. So, what do you think of uh Sage?
1: Sage was awesome. Um more direct to the point. And but basically all the advice, I, you know, I guess it took me a little bit to comprehend exactly what he was saying. Um so I'm kind of I still got a couple questions that we'll get to later, but um for the most part, it was, you know, Straight to the point, okay, I'm receiving the information, I'm comprehending it, and then, yeah, it makes absolute sense.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. That's how I feel, too, when I talk to Zetor, when I talk to Sage. Yeah. Very different individuals, different perspectives, but, you know, I have a lot of different human friends, earthling friends, and I have friends that are plumbers, and they have a different perspective than my friends that are maybe massage therapists or yeah. healers, and so, it's interesting because then I can I can go yeah okay that fits that 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 really does track with me and thank you for saying that or you know okay I'm, I listen to what you're saying but it doesn't work for me and so yeah. that's what they've both taught me is that wherever you go you take what you can what what resonates and you disregard the rest. When oh, Sage okay. talks about all these universal laws, I think yeah. okay what is that? Well, the way that my personal experience about universal laws is as I've traveled all over the planet and I've studied. I've studied spirituality, I've studied religion, philosophical belief systems, shamanism, all sorts of different things. And I respect it all because whatever works to get you through is what's important. Gotcha. But, yeah, exactly. I mean, it doesn't matter how yeah. you define it. It's a matter of like it works for you. respect. And one comment he made, he said there's universal laws. And what is that? Well, in this life, he said, you don't, in the earth life, it's mm-hmm. unique because you don't necessarily have to follow those. And if you're not following universe, universal laws, which the number one is love, mm-hmm. the definition of love, the opposite of it is not like hate. The definition of love is the opposite of all fear. You're not fearing anything because you know you love yourself, and you would not, you would not fear anything around you because it would be out of the perfection of that which has created you. What I think is also interesting is I have gone. All over the world and wherever I study religions or wherever, whatever I do, it seems like each human being has such a yearning and a longing mm. to either go home, to go back to heaven, to go back to Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha, yeah. or whatever. There's something that everybody knows they are not quite home. I think it speaks mm. truth to you that you say there's something more. Like you said in the last, uh, yeah, yeah. when you met Zitor, you said you knew there was something higher. So, yeah, here we have these two friends. We have... We have Zetor and we have Sage, but really what it is, is you're trying to seek your higher divine self, your higher soul. Whether the avenue is through religion or spiritual belief system or whatever it is that you're doing, as long as you know love and no fear, then that's the first step to the universal law, the universal the universal truth. And therein okay. lies the, the next. It is that we are all truth, that we all have truth indicators in us. Zetor says, and so does Sage. Within this planetary realm, you don't have to follow truth. You can be a liar. You can be a deceiver. You can be a fear. You can be a, a non-peace giver. But there are laws that are going to protect you and those around you. So right. it's the energy or the law of energy begots energy. What you put out is going to come back on you. <clears throat> and it's going to reflect. Life is a mirror. That so. we get to the point where we ascend to the point where there is no more animosity toward this life. There is no more right. angst or anger. You are in a state of love. The only way you release this is through love. And then you go universal laws, and it's applicable to everything. It's applicable to all plants and animals. Everything has its origin in light and love. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well... Oh, gosh, I just kind of lost my train of thought. (laughs) That's fine.
0: That's because you're a human. I know. It's not a violation of law. (laughs) You can lose your train of thought. That's fine. Um, That's kind of a clear So I
1: guess what I was getting to was the universal laws. I I, I got it back. Right. So you said, you know, love and then truth, right? Right. Um, And that's what I was trying to get to, like, you know, trying to pick up and decipher exactly everything that um, Sage was saying. Right. Um, So I kind of heard you mention the love and the truth. You know, can you maybe, um, I guess go back over what this, what some of the other laws that Sage hit on was.
0: Sure, you bet. Yeah, you know, when we come into this world as a as a baby, we're pure light. We are individual light, and we are we have this physical body, emotional body, intellectual body, and we start to grow. It's just like the same law is applicable to a puppy or, or an acorn or a pumpkin seed. It's like you plant it and it's going to grow and whatever it is it's going to grow it's going to it's it's comes from its parent and it grows into light and love now it's everything it is it is human beings it is it is life itself it's even microbial it's like there's microbes yeah. that grow and viruses <laughs> and there's there's fungus and all this and that's creating life of course of course we humans we don't like to look at like fungus or something, but it's a part of our lives too. Our so disease or right. anything like it's that. It's a part of our lives. Yeah. When you pass on, your physical body is going to be taken back into the earth by by the the rotting and the, and the bacteria that rots it back.
1: I was just talking about this with mom the other day. Right. About like, you know, some people get buried in the coffin, right? And their whole right. body's there. And some people get uh, cremated in the urn. Right. And... I was like, I I do want to be cremated, right? But and I want to stay together. I don't want like no one wearing me on a necklace or anything <laughs> right. like that. I just, but I, I think I want to just be buried in the ground so I can go back, you know, into the earth. Right. And I feel like if you're in an urn, then you're stuck. You're in that urn forever, right?
0: I understand <laughs> absolutely. I agree with you. I agree but I with mean, you. I mean,
1: once we leave our physical body, I know right. it doesn't matter anymore. Right. But I don't know. It'd be nice to know. I know I've seen on the internet where you could like become a tree or something you know like you can plant right. your ashes in a, in a tree and then the tree grows and you're part of you know you're back part of part of the world again part of uh,
0: all the energy again right right yeah and and i i love that i mean i love the fact that you have this idea about what you want to have your body go through and it's a very sacred thing you want to be cremated and then be you know sprinkled back in all together right? please right, altogether. <laughs> i get that that's actually how i want to go too oh nice absolutely so it's it's a very sacred thing and yeah. it has it has spiritual uh you know reverence to it it also has very religious and I respect all that whether you want to be buried or not but eventually you're going to go back into the life. Now that brings us to the point that we are eternal spiritual beings of light and love and we are eternal without beginning and without end but we are definitely living a temporary physical experience and it is mm-hmm. the gift that is one of the universal laws to go into the truth of it, that the gift of your life is indeed your life. Before you came to this world, into the planet Earth, you had a desire to be physical. You had a desire to come through this world and have this experience. Each individual, you and I, and each human being has had this multitude of experiences, some very positive. You fell in love. You laughed. You had joy. You had sorrow. You went through pandemics. You've gone through the flu. You thought Mm. you were going to die. You lived. You almost got into an accident, but you still lived. You developed a talent. You developed your mind, your body. You you healed yourself. Mm. All of this is going to look really good on your earth resume.
1: (laughs) I knew it. I knew we had resumes.
0: Correct. So you go to Islam and go, wow, look what I've accomplished on the campus called Earth. (laughs) <laughs> and I think I've got my doctorate. <laughs> Look what I did here. That's pretty amazing. And you go, yep, you are. Yeah. Because how would you know yourself if you didn't have this physical form to know yourself in? All gotcha. right. And then maybe, okay, so just like in other students, there's these ones that are just like zooming through and they're like these gifted, you know, yeah. four-parts. Life's 0. like so, so easy. Wow. There's these other ones that are out there going, ah, screw you. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go get you down. Yeah. I'm going to go do this. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like life. Those are just standing by and they're going, okay. Okay. So, in this life, in this school called life, you're kind of sitting around doing nothing. Well, how's that working for you when you're getting to yeah, be 27 yeah. and 35 and 40? And that's what the universal laws are. It's like it's never, ever too late. If it has a soul, it's of God. And it's never, ever too late to move your life in a way of success in life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's just a matter of, well, it's another universal law. And if you look at like the word repentance, and you mm. think of it as fear, you go, oh, there's this God that's going to come and, and it's going to destroy me because I'm not doing right. And I'm, I'm oh, I, I realized I shouldn't be doing this. But if you look at it with love and transcend the fear, the repentance, even the word is a French word meaning repair, to repair yourself. So you take your love for yourself, your love for your divine and love for your soul, and you begin to integrate that love and repair yourself and change your life. And then you attract to you the opportunity, that and resources you need to change your life.
1: Yeah. Okay. You know what? I think I am kind of comprehending it a little bit better, because when you say universal laws, I kind of figured like, you know, one through ten, like the commandments or something. <laughs> right. Like, you know, right. one is love. Two is is light. You know, three is is truth. But it's almost the laws are just kind of everything that you're explaining, and it's all together, and it all works together.
0: Perfectly said. It all okay. works together. If it's in sync, then it is working together and in whole. Like you're a part of a, a, something that's much greater than yourself, <laughs> and it's like your soul has what is known as chakras. The chakras are actually seven spinning wheels of spiritual light. Now, if you're in balance with that, meaning that you have a good code of conduct, you don't have to be perfect, but you're doing your best. This is not this is not this is not hard to attain. You're just being nice, doing unto others as you would have them do unto you. Being childlike and helping others where you can, being kind, holding the door open. If someone gives you an extra $20 at the grocery store, you go, oh, excuse me, you gave me $20 extra You don't go, oh, lucky me. No, you give it back, (laughs) you know. It's just a little... uh, 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 are you you're
1: like, you know what? I've been good this whole time. I'm sure this is just a sign that's saying, hey, here's a reward for being good. Right.
0: But be careful. Be careful of the illusion of the Santa Claus God. Gotcha. It's not Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Okay.
0: So you go through life and you're, you're vibrating. These chakras are, there's seven of them, and you balance them out by love and harmony. That's how you balance them. It's not really that complex. You do not have to join an ashram for two years and burn incense. With respect to that, you just don't have to yeah. do that. You just go through your life. Now, the seven notes on an octave scale of music is actually the same as the music of those, of those hmm. chakras. Yeah. So you can play, when it's in balance, these seven uh, notes, and you can create amazing words, uh, music, yeah. songs. Everything is expressed, and that's a universal law as well. All right, so the human being that's in balance with harmony and light and love is also balanced through seven chakras, so they can create music with their life and not noise. <clears throat> that's the way it works. It's just very consistent. Everything has, like, you hear these algorithms. You hear all these things that we didn't hear 100 years ago. These are things that have been universally in life forever. Now, what's interesting to me is this. Is I've done a lot of spiritual work. I don't know all things, but I've done meditations. I've had different philosophies of thought. I've had different religious connections. But there, when, when you look at the universe that's consistent, it is like math. <laughs> math is consistent through all things. You can explain everything, but it's also numbers never lie, right? It's also about light as well. Oh, gotcha. I'm pretty good at math, so. <laughs> well, you're pretty smart. <laughs> so I think Zito wants to say some things. So why don't we okay. ask him? Gotcha. Uh, Zitor, are you? Did you want to talk?
2: Little cookies because you're going to make Pauline from the Palladian Galaxy, which of course is the Seven Sisters. Which of course, if you say it in Japanese, it's Subaru. It is, you bet, it is, it is, it's Subaru. The Palladian Galaxy in Japanese is Subaru, but I think you say Subaru, so it is. The planet where she comes from. And I'm going to have to ask her. That's an incredibly good question. I'll have to ask her. So, on or in the Paladin Galaxy, the Seven Sisters, do you drive Subarus? I mean, seriously, I wonder if they do. I never thought of it. Yep, I would. You know, the little logo on the Subarus, that Seven Little Stars, lady in. Yep. Now, yep. oh, if you ever get the chance... To visit somewhere, if you're considering where you want to go, go to the Palladian Galaxy. It is unbelievably amazing. I know there's Maui, and I know there's New York, and there's Moscow, Paris, but you will never regret going to the Palladian Galaxy because they are so compassionate. <laughs> They're so lean. They're so, oh, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful, beautiful galaxy. Anyway, I, I'm digressing. Next, next. Episode that we're going to do, but back to our friend Sage. So he is explaining, or actually he doesn't have a body, so the soul is androgynous, so there's both male and female polarities. But let's just call him for for namesake. But he's explaining how things are universally consistent. That throughout all galaxies, everywhere, yours, his, mine, planets everywhere, it's the same. But now. If you could take that concept, and you could integrate it inside of your own psyche, your own mind, your own heart, your own soul, and you thought, I'm part of the whole, I'm part of everything. And then you look at it as far as while you're here on this planet, that you could respect everything around you as a life force that also is part of the whole. Wow. That would make a really big difference, don't you think? I do. If you viewed all that is, all the plants, the animals, everything with great reverence and respect, it would change overnight because what would happen is maybe that could catch on and everybody all over the world, all the human beings, all the earthlings, everything would come together in a way of harmony and bliss and love each other. And there would be no more lip service. There would just be love. It reminds me of the Beatles. Now, not those little Beatles that are bugs. But, or the Beatles that are Volkswagens. It reminds me of those English fellows that I heard. In fact, I have them in my spaceship on CDs, I think. But anyway... So I'm listening to the Beatles, which are Earth creatures from Liverpool, and they're singing this amazing song, and it's called Imagine. Oh. My. Goodness. I don't know where they got that. They must either be from a different planet or incredibly advanced Earth beings, but there's the message. Imagine. In other words, imagine. Imagine everyone got along, and there is no need for heaven or earth or hell. There is just the being. Because it is true, my fellow earth creatures, my, 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 my beautiful friends that are humans, the reality that you have right now collectively is because you're all imagining it. You're all thinking it. You're all expressing yourselves and interacting with each other, and you are creating it collectively it is not just happening it is not from outer space that it is happening it is not because of some wrathful god or because of some devil or because of anything it's because of you human beings that are progressing toward light now granted granted i get it there are some amazing human beings most are most Or, like, I don't know the percentage, I have to go door to door, and I just simply don't have the time to do a survey of who are you getting out or whatever. I just don't have the time. But let's just assume, because when I look and I come in, there is so much love and light, and there's so much hope amongst the human souls that comprise the, the, the human consciousness that I can tell you, that there is more love than darkness. There is more light than darkness. There is more love than fear. So, that is your hope. You know. And unless you're a psychopath, which is like, you know, a person that's devoid of feelings and emotions, you know you have a heart. You know that you want to be kind and be treated in a kind way. That's what it's called human kindness or humane kindness. It sounds a little cliche, but it does start with you. Accept everybody's there in the uniqueness and be your best self. That doesn't mean you have to be a super triathlon athlete. No, 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 no. How? How? It just means that you are you. If you cannot help anybody, then don't hurt anybody. All right. So this is V tour. And... I definitely wish you,
0: oh, have a night. Hey there. So, Ryan, what did you think of the message that uh, Zitor had?
1: Um, I liked it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did too. You know, he talks a lot. About,
1: I was going to say, yeah, refresh a little bit.
0: Well, he's talking about creating your your own reality. That each human being has the responsibility of creating their own reality, and that's by thought, by action, by word, how you feel. So, uh, we we have in this consciousness, in this human consciousness, we like to project. It's Mm -hmm. everyone else's problems that you're not happy. In other words, it's the world's problems. It's the government's problems. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of pollution. There's all these kind of things. And so you get filled so much with darkness that you start to slow down and you start to be grumpy and it just like it becomes you. However, what Zetor says is really it's your choices. Whatever you chose in the past is what you are yeah. now experiencing. And if you choose differently, then you can experience something completely different in, in your future.
1: Okay. Okay. Thanks for clarifying that. Yeah. That makes sense now. Right.
0: Um, so it's improvement. It's like it's like you're looking at your life. You're You're being happy. You're choosing. You are choosing your own path because – we are creating our life. And as we create our life as an individual, we and, interconnect with all other human beings and all things that are. And literally, it's like the power of one can make the difference huh. in other people's lives.
1: Okay. I, I guess kind of, too, what popped out to me was um, he did say something about heaven and hell, right? right? And I've always asked you, like, hey, you know, is, is, that, is that real? Is that something real? And I guess kind of what I'm comprehending is if you manif- manifest it in your mind, then I guess you, you do give it energy and it becomes somewhat real, I guess, right? Right. Um, I guess maybe clarify a little bit on that, though, because, hey, they're saying, hey, but if you don't believe in a hell or a heaven, it, you just believe in, like you said, the energy, and then maybe we wouldn't have to live so much in fear you know, of going to this dark place that you know we think, hey, if we do something bad, that's where we're going.
0: Right. Yeah. That's an incredibly good question. And of course, granted, there's been volumes of books written about that. <laughs> yeah. Religions, many started over that particular concept worldwide for yeah, thousands and I'm thousands I'm of years. I'm opening up a can of worms. And right I'm going to answer that <laughs> right now here on this little podcast. Yeah. And the world will go, that's it. And overnight it will be different. Okay, so heaven <laughs> and hell. This is my personal perspective of gotcha. heaven and hell. You can be in heaven on earth and you can be on hell on earth. It depends on you. There is a hell on earth and there's a heaven on earth and it's a matter of your own perception of life. If you choose fear, you can be in hell on earth. You can be in heaven on earth if you choose love. Now, granted, if something happens to someone that you love and it's tragic and you're taking that on yourself, then of course it's a hell-like state. It's depression, it's sad, you're going through grief and sorrow. But around you surrounds love and light. But if you really get to the concept of hell on earth as far as well people say you're going to go to hell if you do that or, or I'm going to go to heaven and so forth it reminds me of this beautiful little meme that my friend Cato just sent to me and she in it there's this monkey and it looks at this other monkey and it says you're going to hell and the monkey goes <laughs> okay so what's in hell and the mon- the other monkey goes well people like you and he goes the monkey goes well what's in heaven he goes People like me. So the monkey goes, you really got to work on your threats. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and I view the same thing.
1: Like if it's all people like me, we'll be we're all all
0: right. <laughs> Correct. Right. So if you look at people that are saying, whenever someone has looked at me and said, and it hasn't happened for decades, thank yeah. God. But somebody goes, <clears throat> you're going to go to hell. And I look at them and I go, okay, first of all, I intuitively see that you're already in hell because you even say that because it's a difference. I'm a part of you. But yet, let's just take the premise that you're, I'm going to be in hell. <laughs> so in hell are all my friends. And in hell is, well, there's like Elton John and Freddie Mercury and, and all these incredibly good people that mm-hmm. are like, designing and decorating hell and lightening it up. And, you know, when, when, come on, you know, that's not going to be hell for that long, you know. <laughs> but then you look, at, you look at heaven and it's all these people that are seemingly <laughs> incredibly angry. I'm very judgmental. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I, so you know, let's not say it's an after-death experience, yeah. but let's say it's in-life experience. I'm around you, this group of people, and it's it's putting me in a hell-like state. But when I'm over here in a heaven-like state, it's because I'm around people that love me and support me and accept me who I am. It's very interesting when I hear about this hell concept because yeah. it is it is the first. Like step of control whenever a group of people wants to control another people, they create a fear base that needs to be protected in other words, whether you're saying it's the you know the crips or the bloods and it's a gang and we're your family, whether it's a, a religion, a government it's like Maybe. there's other people out there and they're going to get you so you're going to be safe right here be come do this and you, unless you're right. going to go to hell okay. So then you start going, okay, so, oh, my God, it's scary. What's out there? What's, what's do, the, what's the boogeyman? Do do. <laughs> right? And so, and so you go, okay, well, is it, is it the Russians? Is it the, it was the Japanese? Is it the, is it the Germans? Is it the Koreans? Is it the Americans? Is it the Baptists? Is it the Mormons, the gays, the lesbians? Is it that are undermining the family values? Is it the Mexicans jumping over the border? Oh, my God. And then you look around and you go, oh, it's just people. They're all just people. So if I don't know those people and people tell me that they're scary, that group of people is scary, then of course it could be something that could be terrifying and that could be used against me. Because, mm-hmm. But you look at a, any group of people, and I can guarantee you there's going to be individuals in that group of people that are amazing angels. Yeah. And there's going to be groups, uh, people in those, that group of people that are like devils. So you cannot say those green people are all bad. Because there's going to be saints and horrible people in those green peoples. Yeah. And then you rise to a different level. And there's a concept of vibration and frequency. You rise to a level where you accept the fact that you are love and you're created of love and that is divine and an absolute perfection. Yeah. And so you realize God didn't make a mistake in creating me. Therefore God must not have made a mistake in creating all the life, including the people on this planet. And so that must be a part of creation too. I just don't want to participate in it because I don't want, there's certain things that that I want to live my life in love and I want to rise my vibration to a level of love where I'm not damaged. Now, when people die, it is as it is perceived to be. When you die, if you believe that there is judgment, well, unfortunately, I guess you're going to get judgment. But it's against (laughs) divine law to judge someone. When someone dies, it's only the animal kingdom that kind of gives you a thumbs up or thumbs down that it's it is against divine law to judge another human being, so there is another point in the world and the earth. You can simply judge other people, but it 's against divine law, but actually what you 're doing is reflecting the darkness with inside yourself because you 're scared because you 're scared you 're scared of that individual, of that person yeah.
1: well i 'll be honest, religion for me was kind of scary, you know, and uh, you think if you don't practice it the right way that you're, you know that it's taught. That you are going to go to this place. And then this place scares you because you're like, well, I'm going to, will I be there for eternity? And, like, that's what I have to look forward to after this? And, no, it's all perception, right? It's all manifestation right, of your own, I guess, of your own mind, right? Right. And like you said, if you're living bad, then, of course, yes, it's going to be hell on earth here. But if right. you're living righteous,
0: right, it's going to be heaven. And, well, and you look at religion, I mean, there is... Truth in all religion, yeah. but there is no one true religion. Um, personally, I mean, I say this with respect to religion because we're all on a path. Yeah. But you go through your life and you and you seek through religion, and some can help, some some are you know different. But it's interesting to me that the most warlike place on the planet has always been the Holy Land. Yeah. So it's. It's like God does not beat up each other. That's not my interpretation of the God. I, I actually look at it as a level of creation. I am creation, and so I'm going to honor that creation. I'm going to honor that other person. I don't care if they're religious or non-religious. I don't care what they say and they are. I'm going to honor that person, the freedom of speech, and they can be whoever they want. Whether they are becoming an ascended master angel that is going to be able to touch people and heal them with a thought, or whether they are you know, breaking into people's houses to rob them for it doesn't, it's not my judgment it's, yeah. it's, in, it's, in the divine, it's in the divine hand And the reason I say that Is because I'm the one That is personally responsible For my relationship To my deity I, Keith, am the one that's responsible For how I perceive the world How I affect people around me And I want that to be in love and light Yeah I think you're doing a great job with that, I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> but I know that um, I know we got to move the show forward a little bit, and I know Sage was she hit. All right, I'm sorry, I don't know why I said she.
0: He's androgynous. He's she. I, I don't
1: know why Sage sounds like a girl name to me. Maybe that's <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. Anyway, um, he touched on light codes, mm. and I, I kind of uh, I, I was going to ask you. I, I guess I just didn't really understand or what that kind of what what he was trying to get into when he was talking about that.
0: That is a that's a that's a something that's actually been around from the beginning of time uh-huh. or the beginning not of time but the beginning of the earth light codes, are your spiritual DNA, that is that is enacted when you when you go through your life and
1: it's kind of like well did you I, say like the seven there's like seven, did you say spirit lights? And, well, no, is that those are the chakras. Way? This is chakras. a little bit different. Right. Than okay. That. okay, I'm getting confused. Maybe yeah, you know
0: <laughs> actually I, let's ask him. I mean he's he can uh, explain it a lot better than I can. So let's ask Sage. To explain a little bit more about the light codes.
3: Things. Once again, this is Sage, happy to answer the question about what light codes actually are. Light codes are a part of your soul. Again, your soul is light, and it is eternal. As you come into this world, your light is focused in such a way with purpose. It is as if it is your map. It is that which constructs you. It separates you from just common, everyday sunshine or light that's around you. To explain, your body has DNA to it. Your DNA helix is that which is the blueprint to your physical body. Your light codes are the blueprint of your soul. You are literally a spiritual being of light with light codes... ...that is creating the physical body with DNA. It is the map. It is the architectural blueprint of your life. It is your life in motion. Your soul has these light codes that are unique to you. Now, human beings share commonly many of the same light codes. You come into this world much like a computer that has a lot of different downloads in this computer. However, it depends on what you unlock, and what you focus on is what's going to become kinetic. So true, and so is, the light codes that you have. For example, as you come into this world, the light codes are enacting depending on what you get involved in. They literally become kinetic, for example, when you become a parent. When you become a mother or a father, there are the paternal or maternal lycodes that become kinetic to help you maneuver the awesome responsibility of procreation. Lycodes also help you every part of your life. If you wanted to be an artist or a dentist, if you want to drive a car, if you wanted to be a captain of a ship, your light codes become kinetic when you decide that that is the direction you're going to take. You gain the skill set necessary. You draw to you the resources available that is going to enable you to do what it is that you desire to do. The light codes are not just within sight of you as an individual, but it literally does draw to you the resources that you need to accomplish that which you set out to. In other words, it's like this, one of the universal laws that is applicable to all things, and that is, if you rise to serve the greatest and highest good of all concerned, the greatest and highest good of all concerned will rise to serve you. So, for example, you are trying to discover what you want to develop as a human being, or what you want to do or accomplish in this life. You have this epiphany that you'd like to become, perhaps, a medical doctor. As you have those thoughts, you begin to put it in your heart and at your desire. After a while, maybe a week, a month or so, you then start to visualize it and think it. The universe, which is all that is, brings into your life the resources available to you to create you in the future as a doctor. Perhaps you found medical school or help with tuition. As you enter into medical school... Your light codes become kinetic. Your medical light codes, you as the teacher, healer, the soul group that is helping people, helps you. So, perhaps you get some help from your parents or friends for the loan, but also you are tapping into the collective consciousness of the spiritual beings of light that are, at that time that you are, learning medicine. You're also tapping into the collective consciousness of all human beings that have ever existed that have also been practitioners of medicine. That would be those that are medical doctors practicing the science of medicine that is more applicable to the physiology of the body. It would also be those practitioners that are light workers that are practicing the energy of light, like the shamans or the medicine women and men. Those people that are successfully able to remove the disease of the soul, to then create an easement or release the disease of the mind, the body, and the soul as well. So you are becoming aware that you are imbuing and embodying you as a healer and a teacher. Now, whatever it is that you are that you are going into, your light codes will become kinetic. It is different than intellectual thought processes. You do have analytical thought processes. Those are thoughts that can come and go, but they also give you an idea or clarity. Light codes are a part of your eternal realm of the light spiritual existence. It is the purpose of your life. You came into this world as a spiritual being of light that is forever and eternal love and light in a spiritual form. You are experiencing a very temporary physical experience. The physical experience that you have is actually to grow by this experience so that you can become who you are, a part of that which is. All of your experience in this life ...has given you great wisdom and knowledge. As you release your physical body from your soul... ...you then retain that wisdom in the physical... ...what you had physically, intellectually, emotionally, and egoically... ...and integrate that as a part of your soul. As you move beyond the physical body... ...your soul then releases the emotional body... ...the intellectual body, and the ego. You are shedding off the weight of this world... That does not serve you. You then are in the connection with love and light, and you are the being of light, of love. That is the reward of life. You also have the illusion on planet Earth. The illusion is that of fear. Fear is that which is spoken by others and other humans, but there is no reason to fear. I am sage, and I see things from a different perspective. I see things from a spiritual perspective of light. There are those among you that would tell you there are individuals that are to harm you, or there is individuals that could take things away from you. Do not believe those that are deceived. Believe your heart and your divine creator. Choose that as an opportunity to grow beyond and to vibrate with inside your light codes to become a being of love and light. Rise above anything that tells you that you are less than love and creation of light. There are those among you that says that you must live this way or that way And as you do, your reward exists after you pass on physically. You then are put in a place of some kind of paradise or some kind of condemnation, and that is where you'll be. That is simply not true. That is fear's domain to control you and to manipulate you into doing their bidding. Release that concept completely. There is no such thing as a Santa Claus god where he sees you when you are sleeping. He knows when you are awake, so be good for goodness' sake. This is a control feature. God is also not a genie that grants you wishes. The energy of that which you per- what you perceive and say of God is that which is love, and that love exists within sight of your heart, and also the heart of every living, breathing human being on this planet, also in connection with all that is Animal, plant, vegetable, sea life, aquatic life, a life that flies through the air, is all a part of you. That's all a part of creation. Know that the creation is infinite in wisdom and love and did not create you in any kind of mistake or make any kind of error. That God created you in a way of love and light and that you are unique. Use your light codes, which is inherently within sight of you, to Come to the best that you actually are. Remember, yes, the only energy in this world is love. You do have an ego, but that ego, some would say that there is an apocalyptic reality, that things come to an end, that this world is in peril. That's an illusion. Mother Earth is very much a wisdom and an entity unto herself, She is evolving and changing. To say that the human race is in peril, or to say that the human race has the power to blow it up with technology or a device or war, that is an error. Be aware of the loving energy of Mother Earth, but be aware also of the energy that surrounds this Earth is love. There are bandwidths of light that exists around planet Earth that keeps everything in order and in place. It is the spectrum of the rainbow, and that's the resonating love. There is that which guards against that which would be an apocalyptic war. There are those that nurture and heal. I am not alluding to angels. I'm alluding to a life force of pure light that is beyond the comprehension of the human mind, ego, or realm. It is what you know to be true. If you release your intellect and listen to your heart, turn off your television, your devices, and your smartphones, listen to your heart, you will hear the vibration of love that is consistent and runs through all life. This world has purpose. Do not fear. Here is A vital component of your human existence. You will be much happier if you realize that someday you will die. Yes, every human being on this planet will die physically. That is a natural part of the process. The magnificent part of life is that from absolutely nothing came something and that was you. Whatever age you were, add one year, or I'm sorry, whatever age you are, add one year to it, and at that time you did not exist physically. The miraculous part of your life is that from absolutely nothing you came into this existence. You're experiencing this beautiful life experience, and at some time you will die. That is an amazing gift to realize that you're going to die so that you do not waste time. Release yourself from any depression or fear. Release yourself from any conversation that goes nowhere. Run from the idiot and flee from the fool and be yourself in joy and light. And realize that there is so much love that surrounds you that even if you do die... You are not gone. You did not cease to exist. You are still part of this amazing thing called life. It is only that your ego which will die, your physical body which will die, all that which is non-essential passes on, but you do look into your life and gain from this beautiful experience. One of the hooks that you can get caught in that is a spiritual trap is the, what, I will do it when the world becomes peaceful. I'm going to be at peace when the world is peace. I will be this someday tomorrow. It will never happen. The only thing you have is the now moment. You create in the now moment, and you create your future in the now moment. You will not suddenly become successful when you are 30 or 35 or 45 Whatever you have thought so far is what you're experiencing now. Whatever you're experiencing now and what you're thinking and putting your energy toward is what your futures will be. View that as freedom. View that as your creation. Do not fear your life and do not fear your death. View your death as a magnificent transition that is an exit that you used once before and it was called an entrance when you were born. Don't view yourself as some grim reaper, kind of reaping you back into some place you don't want to go. Visualize your death as angelic and that is a portal where you release your physical body and you are coming into the next realm. Cast aside any old allegories that tell you otherwise. Release the weight that says that you are not of the divine origin. I am sage, and I am so incredibly grateful and privileged to be amongst you in this beautiful world in this particular period of time on Mother Earth, sharing what I know. Because, as all of you, that is all you have, is the wisdom that you know. You will only have the experiential wisdom that is truth and love, based in the integrity of your soul. All physical things will cease to be upon your own release from your physical body. I, again, do not say that to scare you. I say that to help you alleviate some of the weight and difficulty that you seem to be going through now. In other words, your value in life is your soul and your heart. Your value in life is never going to be from what you amass in wealth. I am Sage. Be well, be joy, and be happiness.
0: Hey, so that was Sage, and I really like the way he explains things as far as the light codes are concerned. You know, in his perception and how he views life, that makes a lot of sense, and the way I kind of view it, too, as a as a human being earthling is we have this technology, and, and we have these hard drives, and in the hard drives, there are these files, and these files make things work, and then there's the the intricate workings of the computer itself and all this is part of it and that's kind of like what i view as far as a light code as far as Mm -hmm. the the soul that we are is really creating everything that we have and is creating our reality our mindset and our perception based on our our fears our darkness our lights how much we have transformed and from a fear base a a place of lack into a place of love and abundance and so Mm. every once in a while you have to kind of go through your computer, and you kind to of get rid of all the, those malware. You get rid of all the useless yeah, files. You have to the kind of dump, wear. yeah, you dump all that out, clean it all out. Then you have to like, upgrade your stuff and upgrade your 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 programs and so forth. And that's like the human yeah. being and soul. Every once in a while, you have to you have to update yourself. Yeah. You have to update yourself that, that it is this particular period of time, that we're no longer at war with other people, that you have mm-hmm. to choose the, the path of light and love. And I'm not saying you have to, like, well, like, you have to because I say you shouldn't, it's the rule, it's the law. No, I'm saying that if you want to be at peace, choose to be a peaceful person. Peace. Choose to be a, a, a mm-hmm. being of light and love. Yeah. And in order to be well, to be abundant, you have to change Your light codes, you have to grow into your light codes and your light. You have to be present in your life. And if you do, you vibrate in such a way of attracting that to you.
1: Huh, okay.
0: You know, I I think that you look at the concept of like God, and and I I, I totally respect that. But there's, I respect that concept of God, and I know what people mean, but it's a little overused. Personally, I like to perceive it as the source or... The divine source of love and light that creates me in perfection, with perfection and light. So sometimes people say, oh, I don't believe in God. Mm. That's okay. That's all right. A good example of that would be like the sunshine. You can say the sunshine doesn't exist, but yet the sunshine is providing all the energy you need for your life. It is providing all the energy that's creating all the flora that is creating all the oxygen that you're breathing, yeah, plants everything. Yeah. So so sometimes when you say, I don't believe in God, it can actually be a turning point in your life that you're rejecting the egoic God or the description of God that is false to you. And you're going into your heart and your soul and you're finding that you have love and light within sight of you. You are viewing God as something that you see, oh, this person says that's God, and how can yeah. that be It's so horrible and how can this be terrible? But then you go inside and you go, there's something greater. I know there's something greater than this. Yes. That that there's stability and there's light. If this darkness exists, and, and so there's got to be light. And so when you say, I don't believe in God, it can actually be your turning point to your spiritual awakening process hmm. that is then illuminating you as a being of light, that you are then away from anything that is false and moving into your true self and becoming uniquely you, you're, you, then you're igniting your light codes, and you're becoming the being that you are to be, and you're ceasing to be that which you were taught to be.
1: Okay, I understand, and and I guess the perception too is like, oh, people that don't believe in God, they're they are the evil ones, you know. But and I guess just for me personally, you are taught one thing, like you said, and, and sometimes it is the fear of God, right? Oh,
0: right? right? well, this is God, and this what? Yeah. Well, okay. Well, you know, and and here's the deal. What I've noticed with people is those people that have it don't need to talk about it. Those people that are loving and <laughs> yeah. genuine, oh yeah, yeah, they don't need to Absolutely. talk about it. It's you know people that are in really in physically good shape. They don't go around and go, oh, I'm really in good shape. They just go around and, and are in good shape. Yeah, you can tell P- people that are not. You go out to dinner with them. And they go, oh, I have to do this diet, and, I have, and they're always on a diet. But yet they're 20 pounds, 50 pounds overweight. People that I've noticed, my friends and my clients, that have a lot of money, they never talk about that. They never talk about money, but the people that are broke and have big houses, that's all about how much (laughs) money they have, but they have this huge debt that they're trying to pay off. So when it's interesting, people that are successful, that are very successful with their life, with their work, they're so busy being successful that they don't want to run around with other people and say, oh, I'm so successful. It's the people that are aspiring to be successful or really feel like they've missed the mark that are constantly trying to perpetrate an illusion of success, which, of course, is then the mm. ego. So when you say, I don't believe in God, that's your right. And if you don't believe in it this way, that's are right. Yeah. But if you truly know of God, then you don't need to talk about it. When I walked into this house tonight, your beautiful house here, I didn't say... Oh, I believe in the sun and I believe in the bricks and I believe <laughs> yeah. in this water and I believe yeah. and I believe in that couch over there. No, it was all established because we didn't have to talk about it because we knew it existed. Yeah. When you know it existed, there is no longer room for discussion about it. You know it exists. I understand. You know, Ryan, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Well, Ryan, you know. A lot of our viewers, you know, you, you look at your life and, like, you have this warm and gushy inside of you, and it's like, yeah. where does that come from? Whatever brings you light and love, as far as, you don't have to, you, yeah, you have to have your own personal relationship with God, but live your life. Yeah. Like, you go out to dinner, you have good friends. I mean, we have such good friends. Like, we have, like, Michelle and David. They're our great friends. And, hey! You know, they, they, we love Big them and they out. love us. We love you guys. You have your friend Vince. You know, it's you know, all these good friends and when you're That's what it do, man. When you're around these kind of people, then you know yeah. that their life is worth living. It's like yeah. what really looks when you go back into your life, it's the people that you're with and you associate with and you have the privilege to be with that brings you light and love.
1: That, that is great. That is great.
0: They help you out. One thing Absolutely. that uh one thing that our viewers are our, our listeners, I guess, not viewers, because there's no way to view a podcast. So the our, what our listeners are saying is with the wisdom that comes from Zetor and the wisdom that comes from Sage, those are very spiritual wisdom wisdom and truths. But they're asking, how do you integrate that into your life? You know, people meditate, they pray. How do you integrate these things um, in our lives so we can change our di- life on a daily basis? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a great concept, but I have kids. It's a great concept, but I have to pay the mortgage. It's a great concept. So how do we, as human beings, integrate some of this wisdom in our life? Well... I've asked Zitor yeah. uh, if he can explain what he does or okay. what he can do to uh, help us with that, and also Sage as well. So let's hear from Zitor first.
2: Greetings, It's Zitor. I am so happy to share this information with you. You see, we have become so incredibly popular as a podcast. Oh, my goodness. Ah, Grateful. So grateful to you all for listening. And please share it on your social media, or share it and, like, text it and email it to your friends or whatever you need to. You could also, like, perhaps, like, take a a collection up and put a big billboard on your street. Listen to this podcast! It's amazing because there's Zetor on it and he knows a lot of things. You could do that if you want. Or not. It's fine. Whatever. But, Okay. So I you know, we're getting these comments and people are saying, Can you show us like techniques? Because sometimes you human beings, you humans, you have this like real stress. It seems like you're stressed a lot. It Oh. It's really hard. And you know, I'm as Okay, well sometimes it's hard. But uh, here's here's what I see. You can change your life if you want, because I did, everybody does, you know, we transfer all the time. So i I, I have this technique now. I, my good friend, Sage, he also, he has these techniques about, like, how you can be better and happy and how you can be, you know, well, I mean, it's good, and he, like, operates from a soul level, and so you go in and you do a visualization, and he's going to tell you his way of how to, like, happy, be happy, be joyful, and how they do it on his planet. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you how I do it z Me. Ha! <laughs> this is how I do it. Now, now, when you go to Sage, he's telling you to, like, go inside and do your own personal work and self-help. That's great, and that works. But what I do if I'm just magic. Yep, yeah, I'm magic. So, I just telepathically with love right from my big extraterrestrial heart. I just push love with my words out into the magic podcast land, and I put that love inside of your heart, and instantly you become happy, loving, and joyful. Yep, yeah, that's what I do, because I'm Zetor, and I'm magic, but I have to make this for you. It's like, uh, well, it's not exactly like a magic potion, it's just I have to mix a few things together, so here we go. So, First of all, I take a medium-sized bowl, and in the bowl, I put some feel-better batter. Now, I have not seen that anywhere on the Earth, so I'm going to have to, like, maybe look into exporting this from my planet. And I bet it's going to be a big hit. I mean, you people export things from other countries. Why can't I export feel-better from my planet. Oh, it's going to be it. I'll keep the price reasonable. Okay, so I take one big scoop of field Take your phone or your device Some techniques too. All right, this is Zetor. Love, light, and pizza
0: bites. Hey, we're back, and thank you so much, Zetor, for that uh, very explicit. Explanation of how you can feel better in your life. I really appreciate that. What just happened there? <laughs> well, Zetor's from a different planet. Gotcha. And it, we perceive that it's a, a higher evolution of, of spiritual being that he's from. And so he was explaining how he can make himself feel better by choosing love, joy, the feel-better-batter that he has. Feel-better-batter. Mm-hmm. I like that. Better, better. That's right. You just mix it up. You put it. You can make it at home, and you put joy, forgiveness, the flowers of forgiveness, Uh and gratitude. Great, some gratitude in there, and put that and take that with inside yourself, and you feel much better with inside yourself. So, like he did, he did it for us and gave it to all the people that are listening to us. So I guess you can do it with other people, or you can take care of yourself. It's good. You You can. The bottom line of it is, is you need to set an attitude of gratitude, a sense of joy, of self-love, a, self, a self-awareness, a self and then set yourself in your everyday existence, and you'll have love, joy, and happiness. So you can make yourself feel better. Now, that's Zetor's way. I personally meditate. I pray. I like to light candles. Those things, yeah. you know, whether it's a bubble bath, whether it's jogging, exercise... Whatever gets you to the sense of happiness and peace mm-hmm. is your sense of, of, of light and love. Gotcha. What I'd like to do now, though, is I'd like to see what Sage says. Sage is a little bit more from the spiritual context of like from the, from the, from the heart and the soul. He also has some techniques. Okay. Um, let's, let's listen to Sage.
2: Well,
3: Greetings, Earthlings. This is Sage. I am so grateful to be a part of this magnificent podcast. It is really gaining popularity all over the Earth and also all over the galaxies that are connected. All the infinite worlds are listening to this podcast. Now, on Earth, you Earthlings have been asking us to perhaps help you become calm and at peace and aligned with your spirituality. You see, wherever I go, all upon the galaxies, the beings of light, if you get to the core of their spirituality, is looking for love, to be loved, and to look to a higher place in within, inside of themselves so they can know this love. So I'm going to teach you what I know and you can use it if you wish. On your Earth, you call this meditation, or you could call it visualization. I call it common sense. Now, as you are going through your world, you are interacting with other human beings and other Earth creatures on your planet Earth. It is interesting to me because You have conversation at times that can enlighten you, make you happy, and even make you laugh because you have a sense of humor. At other times, you interact with other human beings and you become angry, depressed, or upset. That is what I'm going to try to help you with. If you look at you human beings, you are magnificent, you are loved, you are light, and you have the center of the divine creator inside of your heart, each one of you do. You are equal to any human being that has ever been on this planet, is now on this planet, or ever will be on this planet. Your ego perhaps says you are less than or more than, so here is a technique I can help you to get through the ego, the mind, and interact with other humans in a peaceful way. First of all, make yourself comfortable and picture yourself in a quiet place. Now, if you are listening to me in your vehicles that you are driving on Mother Earth with, it is perhaps not a good time to close your eyes or perhaps to relax. Pay attention to what you're doing. Now, for those of you who can, visualize yourself as a light being. Visualize yourself in a beautiful meadow that is peaceful and private. Ask your guide, your angel, your God, your higher self, your totem animal, whatever it is that you subscribe to as your higher power, your higher purpose, your soul itself, anything that is where you find your solace. Now. This is your inner psyche, your inner soul, and your inner emotional self and spiritual self. Then this field that you're in represents your life. Ask this guide that you have attracted to you to show you where your mouse traps are. Yes, your mouse traps. You see, you human beings have triggers inside of you. You have these triggers. You have these ideologies. You have this right and wrong. You have these polarities. You have these things that when you interact sometimes with another, that they can trip a mousetrap inside of you, and it will hurt you, and it will hurt the other person as well. You talk about things in disagreement, and you argue, you argue, and you argue, and it causes you this pain and difficulty. You're trying to prove yourself right. Everyone else is as well. So this guide is coming to you and allow this guide to trigger your mousetraps. You see, if the trigger has already been triggered, there is no potential of damage. If you put your finger obviously in a mousetrap that is set, it's going to hurt. If you put your finger on the mousetrap that is not set or has been triggered, it doesn't hurt at all. So look within, inside of your unhealed wounds emotionally, mentally, and spiritually that causes you such angst that you take so much offense with when someone just communicates with you and trigger those mouse traps, Those little hurts, those little things that you take offense of because you are this or they are that and they shouldn't have said that or should not have said this or they should have said this or I expected them to say this and they said that so now I'm hurt. Stop that now. It is not worth the pain that it is causing you. When someone is offending you, that is their prerogative. It is your prerogative and choice not to take offense. It literally looks like that. When you are having a conversation and you are taking offense, and they are poking and prodding at your mousetraps. Now, ask this guide to stay with you. And as he stays with you, or she stays with you, or it stays with you, ask this guide to show you where your landmines are. You see, these are bigger issues that you have. You have mousetraps, which are the emotions, which are all these little things that trigger you and hurt you when someone's communicating with you. But you see, landmines can do more damage, can't they? They can do more damage than just the mousetraps. These have to do with things where you are arguing so much, you're hurting another person, or someone is hurting you, or you're allowing them to hurt you. You are arduously talking about your religious allegories or your belief systems in such a way that you can almost go to war over it, or that you could go to fight. It is when you are in a bar and you are talking about something, and you go out back and you beat each other up. It is when you go to riot. It is these things that I refer to as landmines because they cause damage. Stop taking offense. Allow this guide to explode and to ignite your landmines emotionally, mentally, and spiritually in a safe way. Visualize yourself in this field of peace, and your landmines are going off, and they are no longer applicable to you. You are done, you are through, you are a being of peace. Now, ask this being to stay with you and to trigger your atomic bombs, all of your atomic bombs, those. Parts of you that are so engrossed in anger or difficulty or depression or suicide, whatever the case may be, or past sorrows, that it is so overwhelming that you just want it to end or it's apocalyptic, whatever those might be, you ask your guide with love, respect, and humility to explode and trigger all of your atomic bombs. Boom, 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 it's over, it's gone. You safely sat in this beautiful meadow and you took care of the issues that you have with inside of you, your own issues that were going to cause you problem. You successfully now have triggered all the hot spots in your psyche, emotions, and mental self that has caused you such angst. No one can harm you now because you are not going to take offense. You are not going to go out and purposely or unconsciously get into an argument or a fight. You are not, if it happens to you without cause, you are going to react in such a way that you move on within your life. You no longer react to the person that cut you off in traffic. You no longer are going to get in arguments with those around you. You are not going to lower lower yourself to that standard. This is a technique with practice that you are going to expedite your peace. It is a fast track to love and light, my dear earthlings. Again, this is Sage. I know what I know. I am what I am. And I can only tell you what I know. Release your perceived sense of self and become into your authentic spiritual self. And you are in the place and period of now. And you are at peace. I am Sage. Bless you. Well, thank you, Sage.
1: Man,
0: that really really touched my heart, my soul, and my mind. I absolutely got that, where as I've walked through my life sometimes, you know, I get into a bit of an argument, or I start something, and I'm listening to someone, and it's almost like they're poking or prodding verbally, trying to, you know, set something off inside of me. And that makes a lot of sense. We all have these little trigger points. It's like one of the cliches that we commonly use is you have a chip on your shoulder, you're this, and don't knock that off. You're going to start a fight. People can get into arguments so quickly, and it's because it's like it is within inside of that person. In other words, you don't realize it, but it's actually inside of you. You have something that you are looking to get involved in an argument, a fight or difficulty for whatever motivation. And it does seem to be kind of like a mousetrap if it's small, a landmine, or even like a you know, an atomic or nuclear bomb that can just destroy you. And therein lies the real point. Your own anger is going to only destroy you. It's not gonna destroy anybody else. So one of the things I look at is far as like anger, releasing that heat of the anger, cooling it down, and living much more of a peaceful life. Absolutely. Yeah. And I also liked the you know, the two comparisons as mm-hmm. far as zetor and the way he explains how to calm himself down and and how sage also magic yeah exactly it's magic all right
1: i know i'm sorry i just um just one comment about these couple meditations um it's hard for me personally to meditate i feel like i can pray and then the meditation i get to like uh what do they call it like add or Right. You know, you I get uh my mind starts going other places and stuff and I it's hard for me to focus in and and be uh and meditate for a long period of time, I guess. Right. But I can pray for, you know, 15 20 minutes at a time or, you know, 5 10 minutes at a time. And you know, I guess I kind of feel like it's meditation, but I don't know, for me meditation is really difficult right now, I guess.
0: Right. And I would agree with that. Yeah. I think meditation can be very difficult for a lot of people and, and yeah. me included. Um, uh, you know, Years ago I heard the expression that that prayer is the asking of God and meditation is the listening of God. Hmm. And I now I don't really meditate as much as I used to, but like you hmm. I do pray. I ask of God, and I ask God to the light of God to walk with me at all times in love and light. And so meditation there's there's a video on the internet that I looked at and they talk about meditation as it's your mind. It's, it's actually your mind is just trying to take control. It's trying to make sense of things. And it's trying to. And it's like if you're sitting on the side of a road yeah. and these cars were coming by, random cars, <coughs> pardon me, and those were your thoughts. It's like sometimes you want to follow one or you want to go in front of one and, and so <laughs> forth. Instead, <laughs> instead, just sit there on the side of the road and let them come and go. That's a meditation. You're not really trying to do anything. You're just trying to get to a point of stillness. We go through so much in a daily basis, just in living as a human being. And that's yeah. part of the progress. That's part of evolution. There's no mistakes. It's no mistakes that we live in these big cities. It's no mistakes that we live in communities. So unless you're out in the field somewhere, in a, in a yurt, you're going to have other people and other people around you and other stimuli. So meditation to me is always like um, just being still and heal. To just be, just to, to still and heal. But it's it's not something you want to do um, 24-7 because I think you'd be brain dead. But just <laughs> to just clear your mind enough that you have your own thoughts come about you. Personally, I think anything that brings you peace, whether it's jogging, exercise, yeah. whether it's friends, whenever you get into a place of, of joy, it's a meditation.
1: Gotcha. I understand. I'm going to practice that. I'm going to practice the meditation. I'm going to actually go back and listen to this again. And just see if I could, yeah, start to practice some of the some of the things that both of them were saying.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, there's uh, a lot of different ways of being. I mean, people have different gifts and so forth. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you believe in psychics or whatever, but I personally do. I believe yeah. that there's some real gifted psychics. Just like any other profession, I'm sure there's con men and there's really gifted people. And so, I mean, I've been very fortunate to, to uh, be around a lot of psychic people. And so, you know, I think Zetor is a little bit yeah. psychic, too. And he yeah. has some, I mean, people have been asking about, uh-huh. like, does, does he have any special ways of telling what's going to happen now in 2021? Okay. All this. All right. So let's ask Zetor what is going to happen here as far as what he views like the future. All right. Zetor, are you ready?
2: This is a once again Z-tour. So, I'm very glad to be with you once again. Yes, I am. Now, it's amazing because we're getting some of these questions from our studio audience here, the studio audience on the planet Earth, but also like this amazing question as far as, like, okay, Mr. Zetor, if you have all this knowledge, and you are zipping through the space and the cosmos, and as you claim, you can see things, so tell us, Mr. O., Mr. Zetor, tell us, what is 2021 going to bring as far as life and so forth? Oh, that's the questions, that's the questions we're getting now. You know, our podcast is broadcast all over to many, 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 many different planets and galaxies everywhere, infinite. <laughs> and the only place that we're getting this question as far as okay, so like, what's going to happen in 2021? What's going to happen? we got to know, because 2020 wasn't what we expected. So please tell us, Mr. White Space Shipman. And the reason we're only getting it from Earth is because it's the only place where time exists. That's it. All the other planets everywhere we go knows that there is no time, that they live w- way beyond the time space continuum. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. It's the truth. So 2021 is a human construct, it is this idea. That, yes, with greatest respect, there was the man and the Savior, Jesus Christ, that died 2,021 years ago. Alright, respect, respect, respect. But, in China, it's a different time because it's marked after a different time period. So, it's kind of like Fahrenheit and Celsius. It's like, is it starting at 0 or is it starting at 32? I get confused. Okay, so what's the temperature? Is it metric? Is it English? What is it? Is it a mile? Is it a kilometer? What's these measurements? They're not consistent. (sighs) So what time is it? The time is now. That's the time. The time you have is now. This present moment. Go ask the mountains what time it is. They will tell you that they are millions and millions and millions of years old. Go ask the Redwoods what time it is. They're older than you. Yep, they are. They're older than you. Yep, that's true. So if you look at what is going to happen in 2021, what is 2021? I get it. I understand why you have to have time, I get it, I understand, I, I okay, I've not been on the planet all long, but I get it, because you have to have time to, like, get to your doctor's appointments on time, and you have to go to your dentist, and you have to get your school kids to school on time, you have to make sure that you get your liposuction appointment on time, and your collagen injected in your lips on time, I get it, I do i get it it's very convenient but there is no time no there's just not and even time is sliding so you go what's gonna happen in 2021 it depends on you because what happens to you might not happen to your neighbors or something else but 2020 as far as like you measure these 12 months 365 days 2020 was not quite as bad as what you might perceive it to be in other words it wasn't the worst year in human history. No, it just wasn't. No, it wasn't. So keep in mind that you are human beings and that you are living in the greatest dispensation of this particular period on this planet. There is no time. There has never been a period of time or an existence on this planet where so many human beings have so much you can be like uh, where Ryan and Keith live. It's the middle of winter. It's like cold. Oh, it's snowy. But they're it's very far inland. There's no ocean for miles. It's just like forever. There's like not an ocean. But interesting, both Keith and Ryan could go to the store in Colorado in the middle of winter and get shrimp, oranges, bananas, at many different stores. And none of those grow here. None of them. Are- Theory. There's nothing like that, but they could. So what a miracle! Also, you all most can't get on aeroplanes and visit and travel. So yes, I understand the chaos that occurred just recently on the planet. But it again is not the worst period of time. It is not. It is not the worst period of time. There have been people died. Yes, and we on our galaxy respect that and we honor that. But. There have been far worse things in the human consciousness than 2020. This is a balancing. This is a time to, before we heard these things, 2020 is going to have perfect vision because it is like the optometrist chart that is 2020 for your vision. And it was just that. You looked at life and you said, well, okay, so we want all these dreams. We went dreams. We want change, we want to get bees. What happened is there is so many beings, not just the humans, but there are so many beings of light that is reaching up with a vibration of light to say, hey, there's got to be a better place. There's too much pain and suffering and difficulty on this planet. we got to change. And so we did. We climbed it down. We changed. The air immediately began to be clear. The human beings began to be more still. They figured it out as to how to take care of other human beings. The waters became clearer as well. So again, remember, you're not the only beings on the planet Earth. There's others too. So COVID-19 did not come into Mother Earth as a perfect, pristine paradise, And piss in your pool. No. It did not. It gave you pause and thought to understand what life is about. And that it is about love and light. It is not about amassing money. It is not about giving your power over to the most corrupt individual you can possibly have. No. It's about personal, individual uniqueness and growth. And honoring that. Yes. So many things that you thought you couldn't get through, you got through. Some of the things that were more traditions or you were doing things that you were just doing mindlessly, you've kind of thought about it. you thought, well, let's see, how can we do things? We, how can we do things? Well, let's see, we have all these offices, but now a lot of them are empty, but you're still getting by. Yes, with respect, respect. Of course, it's lovely to go to church every Sunday, but these churches are empty, completely empty, and yet there is still God, and there's still love, and there's still light, and there's still hope. Whether you feel your churches every Sunday or whether you do not, you have now learned that God still exists, and God still loves, and God is consistent. God is a part of all that is, and is love. So, 2020, great period of time. Now we're moving into this 2021. And like I said before, you are the only ones that are asking that question because you're the only ones that have created the egoic construct of time. Use time loosely. Obviously, you have to use it in a manner of your appointments and settings. Absolutely. But believe me, your soul knows no time, no space. Once you can remove yourself from all time and space, you are well and you are healed. Alright, this is the tour. Love talking to you. But since we're getting so many comments on the world conditions, I thought I'd just give you my thoughts and my ideas. So take it for what it's worth. Like I always say, hope it brings you peace. Love and light. And I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Love. Light
0: and pizza bites. Wow! Thank you, Zitor. That was a profound. I really got that. How? Right. That's right. We. There is no time space. That we exist beyond the time space continuum. And so, the only thing that actually exists is now, and
3: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, obviously, we have to go about our day. I had to be here at a certain time to record this, all yeah. these kind of things, but the soul knows no bounds; It's beyond the time space continuum, and that's where true peace lies and The more that we can get away from time space, the better off we'll be and He answered that question, you know i as you know I've gone to psychics before, and they're predicting my future, yeah. and what they're doing is they're observing my choices. Whatever I chose mm-hmm. to do, if, if I went to a psychic and they said, oh, you're going to live in Colorado for the rest of your life, and the next morning I got up and said, I'm going to move to Florida, I'd be in Florida. It wouldn't be that the psychic's wrong. It's that, that I made the choice because, again, we all have free agency. So to be beyond the, the time-space continuum to grow, then you begin to, you begin to look into your future and you begin mm-hmm. to say, well, there is no future, but my present moment, what I'm doing right now is going to create my future self going to create myself and personally, if you create from your own spiritual self, <clears throat> you're in the eternal realm of things, the future you. Hmm. So yeah, you know, I, I agree with I'm trying
1: with, to grasp that still a little bit. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Well what you chose so far in your life has yeah. created your present. You know, you you know, you could have sat around and done, you know, drank yeah. and look at watched football and <laughs> done you know, ate pizza and done meth and your whole life <laughs> yeah. would be very different than it is now. I
1: do understand that because I don't know, maybe about ten years ago, maybe a little bit longer. I went through a little depression Mm -hmm. because I finally realized that you know I'm in the situation I'm in because of no 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 one other's choices except for my own choices. Right. You know, you kind of go through this epiphany of like like you said kind of before. You're always blaming everybody. Oh, this ain't perfect, or this is why you you start making excuses. And then when you can really come to that reality and really really realize that. I did this to myself. It was all the choices that I made that put me in this spot I'm in right now. Correct. So I I totally understand that. And kind of like my little um, motto now is is, is set yourself up for success. It's wonderful. You know, so you're not in that situation again. So learn from it, I guess. And I did, you know, there was a little depression, you know, and and there's no one else to blame when you get to that point. You blame yourself. And that's kind of, I think, what the depression is. But like you said, once you realize you could come out of it, or once you realize you could set yourself up for success, then that's when I came out of it. That's right. So you
0: empowered yourself. Yeah, yeah. Right. What you spoke of was actually profound because it's spiritually called the dark night of the soul, and I think we're going to do an episode on that. Okay. But the dark night of the soul is when you realize it's very depressing, it's dark, and it's difficult, and you're going. What's the problem here? And you're you're beginning to realize that you're the one that's done it. <laughs> it's like you're the problem, <laughs> right? You're the one that has created it. You're the one that has done this. Yeah. And it and with you, it's probably something you know. It wasn't too minor. I mean, I'm sorry, it was pretty minor because yeah. you're a really good kid. But well, it can so. be other things. It can be it can be the, it can be someone out there that's been very violent and very or misogynistic or. Yeah. As, and, and they're blaming everybody else. Oh, why why did you make me hit you? You know, the misogynist yeah. says to his, his girlfriend or his wife. And every, and all of a sudden, you got to face your truth. Eventually, in this life or a life that will follow, you are going to face that truth. And you go, it's not her. It's it's you that's violent. It's you that's immature. It was it's you your that's actions. Right. So whatever the case is. Or you're 50 years old and you realize, <clears throat> okay, I haven't done this. And you wonder why other people are successful or whatever. It's because... You didn't, you know, you spent too much time not doing what you, what you needed to do to become successful. That is very true. Correct. Now, yes. here is one of the most universal laws that everyone needs to know. That you are unconditionally loved and you have not made a mistake nor are you a mistake. If you do go through any kind of darkness of the soul or depression, it is not <clears throat> a bad thing. It's actually an incredibly positive healing thing it is the beginning of the turn of the <clears throat> the turnaround you are ebbing out and they only and then you're coming back to life you're beginning to realize like you said ryan hey yeah. i have control of this i created it i checked myself into this insane asylum i can check myself out and i'll yeah. become more powerful every human being goes through certain degrees of dark nights of the soul every human being has their depression their blue days or difficult days the, the most achieved person you can look at is going to have a difficult time. The difference between success and completely destroying yourself is that you realize that you have purpose. You realize that life is still going on, that you still have value. You still have a wonderful neighborhood to live in. You still have hope. You still have whatever you need to. Yeah. And that's when you go into what I would describe, what gets you out of the law, die, dark night of the soul, is the keys and laws of transformation. Whatever you feel, if it's fear-based, you can transform it into love. If it is worry, it's fear-based, and there's not going to be much you can do. You just, oh, I'm worried about money. Mm. So you go out and you get drunk, whatever. So you just perpetuate it, and you cause yourself poverty. If you can transform the fear of worry and you transform that into love, the worry actually becomes concern. So you're concerned about money, so you go get a job. Or you go get an education. Or you stop spending money, and then you transform your life, and you create prosperity. Anything that you go through, sadness is fear. You go into, into love, it's joy. Arrogance is fear-based. You're not going to stop becoming fear-based, but you can transform it into love. It becomes confidence. <clears throat> Judgment. You judge this whole group of people. It is fear-based, and it's diminishing you. You transform it. It becomes discretion. You discern that these people in that group you like and those people you don't particularly like and you wish them the best but you just don't associate with them. Mm. So your depression is becoming an empowerment. The the fear that you have or the the trembling the or whatever is that uh of joy and happiness. You know, you said you had this excitement about like what's gonna happen after death. Yes, I was just about to
1: get into that and it kinda all came together for me and you know, I've kind of been back and forth with the, with, with the last 10 years. And like I said, I kind of went through that, you know, 10 plus years ago. But not only that, like, I was so scared of death mm-hmm. and that I was doing the, I was going down the wrong path. And like you said, you know, I had this manifestation that I would go to hell because I was doing such bad things. And you're, then you get scared and you're scared to die. And then well, what do I do? What do I do next, you know? And then, you know, I kind of went through that epiphany you know, realizing <laughs> everything is my fault, no one else's right. fault. But not only that, I kind of got rid of that fear of death and it kind of became more of like an eager feeling. And um, I, don't know, I guess I don't know how to explain it. I was like more eager to see what is next after life, right. I guess I should say. Right. Um, so I don't know if those are the right words. But now I, I almost want to say I'm excited, but I'm not suicidal and I don't want to die. Right. Right. And I want to finish out what my path is here on earth. But I am excited and I'm intrigued and I'm curious and I want I do want to know what's next after this life, you know?
0: Right, absolutely. So there you go. That's a perfect example of what you're talking about. In other words, you're excited about what's happening after you die, but you don't want to get there right now. You're gonna have a wait and see kind of attitude.
3: Now (laughs) the reason you're
0: so excited is because you went through this depression. It brought on the fear the dark night of the soul. Your angels Your guides, your God was working over time surrounding you with light as they will do with every human being on this planet and consistently do to get you to a point of light and love. You can say it's like Christ or the cosmic Christ consciousness was, was in the realm of saving you or salvation or redemption. All of that was going on. This is not something that you have to go to some minister or some guru or shaman or some psychic to go through it is something that's a personal experience that is saving you and making you grow into light it is a part of like a path of light you die to who you are and you become more enlightened even the the life of christ when he when he died to he was he died because of the crown of thorns was so excruciatingly painful that he died for 3 days as he was resurrected that crown of thorns became his halo he was enlightened that's a metaphor or it is an archetype of each human being. It doesn't have to just be Christ. It can be every individual. Yeah. You die to your former self. You die to your ego. You release it, and as you do, you become enlightened. So you become excited. Now, the darkness of the soul can take you, too. It's, it's something that it's like you're going to live up into your life or you're going to die. In other words, your ego is going to die or it can, be very, it can take a different turn. Now, to keep it light but to keep it factual... What can happen is that 's where people kill themselves or that 's where people go ballistic or that 's mm-hmm. where people go insane and and because they can 't they 're facing their own truth yeah i 'm not you know don 't want to be real Christian here or whatever but I just want to use one more <laughs> example of it when Jesus went into the the i 'm sorry when the sinner went into the the garden and i 'm not a christian talk show or anything i 'm just using this as an example, but you look at this beautiful example of the christ metaphor when the sinner went into the into like this repentant state or whatever, he saw <clears throat> these demons and devils and so forth. And he interpreted it as demons and devils were after him. And he ran into the cemetery and he was quivering with all these demons and devils. What it was, however, is it was the light of the Christ. And you can call it Christ, you can call it Buddha, Muhammad, you can call it whatever you want, light. Just yeah. call it love, whatever. Because his soul was expanding. And what he was actually seeing was himself. He was seeing his truth. He was seeing the pr- kind of person he was, and it was so overwhelmingly terrifying that he continued to project it on everything else. It's not me. It's this devil. It's this. It's something else. Oh, my God. I, he's the alcoholic. He's this. He's the misogynistic. He's the thief. He's all this. And so he was projecting it on others, and it became a personification of these devils and demons. He couldn't handle it. Whereas if he had done like you and said, hey, I'm this is scary, but I believe in God as love, so how do I transform this? Then they become, when he heals his own wounds, he heals his own difficulty. So he becomes the healed that can then heal, rather than the hurt that continues to hurt people. In other words, healed people heal people. Hurt people hurt people. So Mm -hmm. it's the same thing that we all go through. And the shaman belief system, which I really like, There is no past. They bury that past. And people go, what do you mean the past? Yes, you have wonderful memories. I suggest you hold on to those memories. They work for you, whatever whatever joy, happiness you have. Mm. But, you know, some of this hurt. You cannot go back into your junior high school and go, oh, this is where I got beat up. The reason is, is probably, you know, those kids are all gone and the teachers are dead, and, yeah. you know, depending on how old you are. <laughs> <It's a good laughs> and, you know, so. Well, I'm old. My teachers well, your are probably. Teachers are probably gone. <laughs> when I was in junior high and my uh, teacher was 60 years old, they're dead. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, I guess I'm not too young either. It's <laughs> right. been uh,
0: Wake up, 20... yeah.
1: Dang, I think I've been graduated at 20 years already, something like that. Right. Anyways, yeah, I'm getting old too, I guess. Uh, two like Zitor says you look great, hon. Um. You look so great. My soul is you eternal.
0: That's right. But so what I'm trying to say is these are things that we all go through. Now, nobody likes to admit that. So we go through this persona and this illusion and we walk through our lives and we go, "Okay, I'm perfect." And you know, and, and you don't think anything else is suffering as well. The kind of practice I have, I work with a lot of people, and believe me, <clears throat> the people come in and they can look very shit, and, you know, very spit and shiny on the outside, but they're they're they can go through some real difficult times, sort of spiritually. Well, of course. I mean, it's it's a matter of your your light, and your soul. It's like when you when you look at a person on the outside, and they're in their Brooks Brothers suit, and they're all they they're you know very have a very you know toned body, and they're down in their corp, and they drive their fancy car down to downtown Denver, and they're you know they the, all this and and they, they come into my office, and they're a wreck. And the reason is is this is they're living a life where yes, they're making this money or they're making this kind, of, but and there's nothing wrong with making money, but it's like, you know, they are absconding with people's commissions or they are putting people in poverty for their for their own self gain, yeah. and they come in and go, what's the problem? What's 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 the what's what's wrong with me? You know, well, you know, try being kind once in a while or nice, not deceive Yet, people, <laughs> right? And I live in the downtown area and I see that's a very eclectic group yeah. uh, of people. I always ask the divine. The way I perceive my life is I perceive my my house as my sanctuary, and my office as my temple, and the surface of this earth is my church. It teaches me. And so these people that I see, some of them are indigent, homeless, and some of them are just like the light of Christ, in other words, or the light of God, the light of Buddha. They have this genuine sense of love and light. Now, any stereotype is flawed. There's people downtown in their business suits that are wonderful people, that have illumination. There's also people that are Indigence in the neighborhoods that are, you know, pretty scary to be around. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is, we have this facade, the society facade of everything has to be fine, everything has to be okay. But there's a lot of people that, <clears throat> you know, the edges are falling apart, the edges are unraveling, and they don't want know what to do. In other cultures, they go great you're having you know in our culture we go oh my i'm having your a life is apart. right i'm having a breakdown <laughs> i'm having a breakdown <laughs> but in other cultures another <clears throat> another spiritual belief systems they say you're having a breakthrough through this life you have created a wall around you to protect you and that is now injuring you and your soul is trying to grow and it's breaking that away yeah. it's breaking that false belief away it's like If when you were a baby and your mother took you home and put you in a crib, it protected you because you were limited in your mobility and you'd injure yourself if you're allowed to just wander all over the floor. Right now, you're 30-something years old. You really wouldn't want to be in a crib because it would be a prison. In other words, you are growing spiritually. And as you grow, your emotions, your ideologies, things change. And if you cling on to that, it can cause this depression or difficulties. Uh, So, no, you're on the right path, by all means.
1: And, and my example hopefully help other people too, you know? So I don't want it to get too personal, guys, but I'm hoping, like, these examples kind of help everybody else too and whatever they might be going through, or maybe something similar. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right.
0: One of, the, one of the beliefs I believe in as far as spiritually is I do believe there's a greater existence way beyond that, which is the Gal- Milky Way galaxy. I also do believe that this Milky Way galaxy is a... A model if it were or a microcosm of a macrocosm that shows the creation so there is this sun and that would be like the representation of the source of love and light and from the source of light it reflects on mother earth and she creates the vastness and the variety of life on this planet we need to respect that and that's that's really what we're being what we're learning on this planet we are we are incredibly important but we're pretty we're pretty tiny in comparison as far as human Mm -hmm. beings but so if you look at the sun as giving you energy, you can also release energy back. Like if you do have issues in the past that bother you, if you've done yeah. something, if you've if you've hurt somebody or if you're having some guilt or problems, then take that energy, a good meditation is take that energy out of your heart and just release it to the sun. And if it is yours and you need to deal with it, allow the rays of the sun to come back inside your heart and your soul and energize you and give you the ability to deal with it. If it's not, then let it be burned up in the sun and never think about it again. I like that. Right. It's just, yeah, yeah, you just give it to the sun constantly and you think, well, that's a nice little metaphor, that's a nice little story, but it's actually the way it works. It's actually physics. You are gaining energy from the sun and you're releasing energy out. You are part of creation. So instead of trying to separate it and try to draw all over it, oh, this is right, this is wrong, just be, be creation, be part of creation, be mindful living that's that's one of the things that is so important to have a mindful living when you go to the grocery store and you're buying food that energy is creating you when you are interacting when someone gives you something when someone off, when we're doing this podcast be grateful anything that you have be grateful that it is there yeah. also be grateful when sometimes things are no longer there when you've outgrown a friendship or relationship yeah. or uh, belief systems it's like no this is not going to affect me and that—that's hard, you know. Um, you go through relationships, right? And
1: right. you have these wonderful memories, like you said. And then it ends. And I don't know if you ever seen that movie. Was it Cocktails with Tom Cruise? There's a There's a line in there where he says, uh, "When some When something ends, it always ends badly. Nothing, you know. Nothing. If it If it wasn't If it didn't end bad, excuse me, then it would never end, right? And right. it would be good. Be right. Good.
0: Right. Absolutely, I agree. I mean, I agree that there's these endings, and I, I've suffered, I've had that too. We go, okay, why did this end? That was such a good time, and you go, okay, and that that causes you kind of this this little lump in the throat, and you're going, wow, yeah. wow, this is never this person's not going to see me anymore, or I'm uh, you you move and everything's behind or things are changing around you. What really helps me on that is mm. what's my new beginning? That was the end, but I'm not dead. So what's in the new beginning? It's like mm. when a caterpillar is just eating ravens and just eating and eating, eating and he's going, oh my God. And, and, and he's perceived all of a sudden he, he gets into a cocoon and he's in there and it's like, oh my God, I'm dying. It's the end of the, it's the end of my life. <laughs> yeah. And so if, yeah, what is perceived as the end of a caterpillar is this new yeah. beginning of a butterfly and you can fly. There's, it's always going to be something better. Yeah. And,
1: and I've had that feeling too, you know, not even necessarily with a relationship, maybe a new job or mm. new something. You have this like, this great feeling of newness, you know, mm-hmm. and a brand new canvas for you to to paint on, and you do feel that. And that's kind of what I was getting to: is the ending part does suck, and and you're mm-hmm. sad, and you you lost this person as far as the relationship goes, and then you realize all these great times you had, and you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, the ending was bad, but we did have good times and we had good memories and. I wouldn't trade those for anything, you know, and mm-hmm. and the relationships that you made, you know, from that relationship with other people, you know, and, and you look back on it and you're like, wow, that was a really good experience. The end kind of sucked. And, you know, now we're not together. Mm-hmm. But when you look back on it and, and you could kind of refocus and you have that newness, and you're like, wow, it was that was a really good time. And I had there was a lot of love that I gave. And there's a lot of love that I received. Mm-hmm. And, you know, fortunately it's gone now. But like I said, I wouldn't want to trade it for anything. I wouldn't want to trade that love out for, for anything else, you know.
0: Right. Yeah. Beautifully said. I think that's beautifully said because you're saying, I had this life experience. And therein that's real deep because therein lies the whole purpose of life. Your life is a gift and it's a great privilege to be living it. It's not after death that you're rewarded. That what you just talked about, all that love and joy and happiness, you don't don't realize it. But then when it ends, you look back and you go, "Oh my God, that was a wonderful gift. Your life could have been so different. You could have been going through progressive surgeries. You could have been in prison. You (laughs) could have been. You know, there's a lot of things you could have been done. But you had that experience. And when you can look at it in retrospect with gratitude, you go, "Hey, that was good. And now I've learned by it. What's this next step? What's the step? see and
1: that's the hard part because now you go back and you're like oh it was so good and you want to recapture that you know and right. so maybe you try to work things out and you know what it just, you know right? you, you try hard and, and you want to recapture that love and you want it
0: back but right. you have to you have to be get, present right you have to be present because that other person those situations have changed <clears throat> people grow in yep. different directions and it's the another universal law and that is the it is evolution through adaptation. You are evolving and you are adapting, or you'll go extinct. So it's just a matter of that, that acceptance. You know, I studied Buddhism and I was a Buddhist for a while, and the Buddhists have this incredible way of being. They the monks will make this big sand mandala, and they'll spend days or weeks doing this sand. And it's just absolutely beautiful. Immediately, then when they get done with it, they destroy it. They blow huh. it away. And that is because of the impermanency of all that is. Everything that is impermanent. So we are, we are, we are very definitely creating, but it is, it is very impermanent. Like the reason is, is this: is it's always healing and growing. Everything is in motion. The earth is in motion. You are in motion. There is everything is changing and growing. People have to grow up. It's not like we're a picture. We're a movie, and we're and we're developing. So you do have fortunate that if you have these beautiful friends and beautiful experiences and and you can you take pause in your life you take pause and go I'm going to take pause and do this instead of arguing or causing a problem or sitting in front of the TV another day I'm going to go out and sit by a waterfall or hike a glacier or just yeah. go to a park
1: I need to do that right been watching a lot of football lately, on right? Well, <laughs> right. sitting on the couch doing right. nothing, watching football. <laughs> you go well, find a waterfall. Yeah, that's sometimes sounds really cool. And sometimes you need that too. Sometimes
0: you do need to watch TV. It just depends. It's a it's a difference.
1: You know, there, I was an '80s baby.
0: That's so. right. All <clears> right. <throat> well, this is a a long episode, and that's okay. We got a lot accomplished. Yes. Um,
1: Um, I did want to, sorry, I'm going to grab my phone here real quick. I did want to tell people, you know, as the show progresses, there is a chat room. So, you know, when you're signed into Spreaker or I'm sorry, when you're on the Spreaker app or you're, you know, in our show and we send you the link, you can click There's like a little kind of like cartoon talk bubble. You can click on that talk bubble and it will let you sign in. So basically you have to sign in with like your Facebook or your Gmail. It doesn't take like any personal information, but if you want to interact with the show, you know we would love that and you can get in the in the chat room and um, you could ask questions whatever you want and we'll do our best um, to answer them I know you said you wouldn't mind taking a few questions here and there not at all and I'm trying to find the phone number real quick guys
0: well I also we, want to add to that I mean I, we can I'd, I'd be more than happy to answer Ryan we have zetor and yes and Sage can also answer and then next week. Uh, We should have Pauline here from the Palladian Galaxy.
1: Um, Sorry, I did find the number. So we have a a number here that you can text. So I guess we can call it like our text line. If you have any questions or anything, you could also reach out to us through this number. It's 720-507-3787. So either way, guys, get in that chat room or, you know, give the number a text. If you have any questions, we'll, we'll try our best to answer them.
0: All right. All right, everybody listening... I truly, from my heart, wish you love and light. What has been spoken here tonight has been spoken with the attitude of absolute, unconditional love and respect to all that is. If any of our words, whether it's Zetor's, mine, Keith, Ryan, or Sage, has offended you, then please rise above it and disregard it. If it's something that has helped you, I hope that you can integrate that in your own personal life and use it on a daily basis or at least to use it in a place of joy, happiness, and love in your life. And if you do get in a place where you want to cheer yourself up, you can also do it very quickly by doing something really kind for another being. And again, I hope this has helped you in some small way. This is Keith, over and out.
1: I swear I've seen a lot of stuff in my life. But that was awesome!